Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. It's a podcast about Indiana Jones. Every movie, one minute at a time. Indiana Jones. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute. This is the podcast where we discuss the movie Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, one indie-rific action scene at a time. My name is Tom Taylor. <laughs> My name's Pete Mummert, mate. My name is Gerald Christopher Marcus Porter. And I'm Josh Bell. Hey. Hey, welcome back, Josh. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to see you again. Hanging from the rafters by a bullwhip. <laughs> the magical bullwhip. The magical yes. bullwhip. We'll get there. Uh, because in this minute, minute 15, uh, we get Mac explaining to Indy that he's had a bad run of luck at the cards lately. And the minute ends with Indy rear-ending Spalco in a truck. And, uh, yeah, we get the tail end of, of Indy saying, I thought we were friends, Mac. And then Mac explains. He said, <laughs> first, The first thing he says is, well, I had a bad run of luck at the cards lately. And it's been really bad. And then he feel he he follows that up immediately with I can't go home empty handed again. Yeah, and it sounds like the way he says that that sounds really heartfelt and like I'm not kidding. I can't go back empty handed again. But it's <laughs> it, the way it sounds like it does. It sounds like the cards line was just like kind of like a tough guy euphemism or something because it sounds I I wanted to mean that he and Indy have come up empty handed as archeologists and as adventurers oh, and stuff. I see. Yeah. And like, look, Indy, this, this, the Mexico thing we were just doing, that wasn't going to work. We got nothing to show for it. The one pot that we had got smashed outside the warehouse just now, <laughs> you know, and it sounds like there's been a string of that. And he's like, Indy, yeah. you know, we've been trying, we're buddies, but we keep coming up empty handed. And I, I cannot do that again. I gotta have, I gotta have something oh, to show for these things. I like that. Cause I was looking at it like, he can't go home because his wife's going to be mad at because it, it sounds like <laughs> right. they need to get a new roof and he just keeps losing money. So he's yeah. got to, he's going to have Indy killed for a new roof on the house. I just figured he was, he was an inveterate Uno player. Right. <laughs> he's just it's looking at his hand. With, yeah, wild plus some, four, Indy. Some, some clown dropped a reverse on him. I can't draw four again. Not again. Is it wild yellow? <laughs> now he's empty-handed. <laughs> no, but I, I wondered what he what he actually says is I had a bit of bad luck with the cards lately, mate. Awful, bloody awful. He says I can't go. I, which, by the way, it took me a hundred <laughs> listenings to figure out that he says awful. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's a, yeah. But I, so is he speaking metaphorically or is he just a, like a a gambler? See, I can't if he if he is just a gambler and by going home empty handed, he means literally he has like no cash in his pockets. He's got his his, his Hoover flags out. That's a little boring. But the idea that he's like because he seems really upset when he says I can't go home empty handed again. But he said the last minute he's a capitalist. So what else? It yeah. But I mean, this. Yeah. I mean, it all it, it all comes down to money anyway. But it yeah. Would, if the idea that his that what he's really upset about and that he's what he's kind of desperate about is that he and, and his buddy Indy have been going out and trying to find cool stuff, valuable stuff that they can sell to Marcus or somebody, and it hasn't been working out. 
He's like, I, I can't, you know, this is our thing and it's not working and I can't handle it. I love that reading of it, by the way, Tom. I think that's a great. Yeah. Oh, cool. That makes it that makes it much better for me. And if we think about it, let's think about what we know about Indiana Jones. It's like he doesn't have the Chachapoyan idol. He doesn't <laughs> right. have the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> yeah. He he doesn't, you know, he it's you know ridiculous what he does with the Sankara stones. He just gives them back to the village. <laughs> right. Like, are you kidding me? He may you know have I mean? a couple not... of crystals from inside or something, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, but we don't exactly. Then in, in Last Crusade, I mean, you're like, I mean, nobody comes out with like a chalice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, do you think Matt goes home and has to tell his wife every trip, like, no, I swear we saw it. We saw it. We just we didn't bring <laughs> yeah. it. We couldn't get it. <laughs> it's like, honey, I hooked up with Indiana Jones, the famous. That guy? That guy hasn't brought home one thing. <laughs> no, there's like literally that little dusting broom on his desk. Yeah. They're good pieces, Marcus. They're good pieces. <laughs> Marcus even took <laughs> his No, apple. they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good the pieces. an idol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he comes back with anything ever. Well, what do you think, Josh? Is he is he just a gambler or does he have a more emotional weight to his need? Well, the, the problem with the rest of the movie, uh, not to drag spoilers into it, um, he flip-flops. And so we don't know when he's lying and telling the truth. So this yeah. whole spiel here could be him lying. And this is the story he's given to the Russians. <laughs> and he lied to them and he lied to Indy. Because right. he's a double agent or a triple agent or we lost count. Um, and because we never get to know the character very well, we never understand his real motivations. We don't know. Is he, is he bluffing here? Is he BSing and doing it poorly? Is, or is he sincere? And the mm-hmm. movie, he can't tell us which it is. Right. I guess thinking, like thinking ahead a little bit, I feel like this is the one line where he seems sincere. Like he's kind of desperate. Yeah. Like I can't go home empty handed yeah. again. But I think it's a. I think it's a. Uh, it says to me about this movie that I don't care <laughs> to no, find that, out when he's telling the truth or not. Like that's I just, the last yeah. thing to be said about every <laughs> Mac conversation. Well, who cares? <laughs> and they did it to themselves. Yeah, they did all of the flip flopping and everything. Yeah, and he's he's barely introduced, and suddenly he's boringly mysterious. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be negative. Like I like a lot of this movie, but I yeah, I just think this Mac character is really poorly. Well, but drawn. this is but now we got we got four movies and we have three of them have wooden cardboard like nothing smuffin characters. We had Chatterlal. <laughs> I was I, and, I I would I would argue with that one. Chatterlal. Well, Chatter, but they being, didn't do anything with them. They no, they didn't, didn't do anything do with him. But I don't think he was saying. at all wooden. Has maybe he was one scene away from being really interesting and cool. Yeah, yes. maybe. He was one or two scenes away. They just, he, I loved him at the beginning, as we said, but he's just nothing. And again, Mola Ram kind of falls. He's just a, <laughs> and that's, you know, there's not that much. And then, I'm gonna disagree you know, we kind of, we said like Donovan, <laughs> Donovan was sort of the same. Like Donovan was like a Scooby-Doo bad guy. Again, yeah. I'm going to disagree a little bit. And then here we have another, we got another guy in the movie that's just sort of like, we. I, I want to know more, mm-hmm. but you know what? I have to eat my own foot because I, <laughs> I don't feel, I don't know anything about Tote, but I right. love him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you want to know about Tote. Yeah, because he's weird enough and cool enough. I mean, he's, he's probably like, you know, I think Ronald Lacey probably made him incredibly interesting yeah. and awesome. Yeah. But what is it? Why is Mac not interested? I mean, maybe some people find Mac 
very compelling but to us why is he not interesting i'm just wondering if right now if he's not interesting on purpose because in reality he's not the actual sidekick in this movie like they kind of have to but that doesn't work either like if you need to get him out of the way so that indy can have an actual sidekick later on because wuhan was interesting and wuhan was only like had two lines yeah see and and, i did like wuhan yeah yeah wuhan was like what may, how did Katinga that work? Katinga has like that... five, Katinga has like five or six lines and he almost won our, <laughs> yeah. our brackets competition. I think maybe if Mac, if they hadn't tried to make Mac more interesting by having being a double agent and a backstabber and stuff, maybe he'd be more interesting or just, or more just, just likable maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. It's I don't know if it's a poor, if he's poorly cast. Like, I don't know if. The actor doesn't fit. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You could easily edit him, edit him out of every scene he's in, and it wouldn't make any difference. Yeah, they could have taken know. him pretty much any direction. Make him more sinister. Make him yeah. actually know yeah. he really is on their side, and just no more twists. But he's just sort of hapless. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah, yeah. What I if there's no big Russian? It. It's just Mac. Mac plays that role or something. <laughs> Yeah, and he doesn't really add any like knowledge or anything either. Like, I'm not quite sure. He doesn't seem like this super skilled secret agent. Yeah. Well, what? It, so he's a. I, like you know they're at the you know they're they're in Germany at the end of World War II, but mm-hmm. then he's in Mexico on a dig. So is well, he in the an book archaeologist? He well, in the book he's there, but I don't know if we know in the movie that he was in Mexico. Is he an actual archaeologist? That I don't know. I don't know if they ever say. Or is he like Sala where he's like a digger? Mm-hmm. Or is he just... Because how many how many archaeologists go into archaeology after being like secret agents? Or how many archaeologists become <laughs> secret agents? Yeah. Maybe he was a war buddy who became like just, uh, you know, like, hey, come with me. I'm going to, you know wherever to dig up a thing Come he's with a professional sidekick yeah yeah <laughs> maybe he's great at uno what's the but he's <laughs> just <laughs> he's just maybe they had like a whole thing down in mexico although if it was had, uno they... <laughs> if it was uno he would want to go home empty-handed wouldn't he <laughs> that would be the goal i can't go home with five cards again <laughs> i had a red draw too just sitting there <laughs> what if what if it was the sort of thing like andy was gonna win but didn't say uno oh and my someone God. else blurted it out and he had to draw four my son does that to me all the time and drives me insane <laughs> I'm always explaining the second to last card. I'm like, well, now you have to. Oh, I should have said Uno. Damn it. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe it was Crazy Eights. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, so uh, uh, any defiant last words, Dr. Jones? Uh, Pete, I ask you, what would Indiana Jones' last words be? I don't see him as a last words guy. How about can someone shut my office window? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How about maybe maybe Michelson chapter four and five for yeah. just for fun? <laughs> I'll never be in my office again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, if, what if he just grabbed his crotch and yelled, "Suck my misunderstanding"? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs>
<laughs> I think I'm with you. I, I, I don't know if he's a last words kind of guy. I don't really get this line either. It's like even even the other characters are goading Indy into being like a James Bond kind of guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like he... I feel like this movie's trying to make him a lot more into James Bond than he has been in previous movies. And I feel like this line is one of those parts. Yeah, it's like... As a like the writers of this movie, like if you don't have a good line for Indiana Jones for what his defiant last words are, don't ask him what his defiant last words are. Like this exchange, this exchange doesn't have to be here. Is he famous for defiant last words? Like, is that why maybe like during the last ten years, all he's done is like defiant last words? Like, is that why Spalk <laughs> wasn't that? Like, why why would she ask him this? Yeah, that's not really his thing. I did is see it? that's that's the one thing I wondered. Yeah, that's but maybe super it became his James thing Bond. during the Cold War. Like, since he became well, a spy. So how, what I want to know is how much does she know? Does she know what the alien looks like? She she knows. You know, does she know that Indiana Jones always has defiant last words? Like she's like, I know about this guy. You know, I'm going to give he always has a clever quip right before he's about to die, except he's still alive. Well, this one makes a little more sense than the. I mean, this one could make sense, I guess, if he became that guy, since the, she's Russian and he's fighting, you know, the Soviets. Mm-hmm. Or I guess she's Ukrainian, but I, I guess she could, you know, since they've been on opposing sides of this battle, she he might have a reputation in the intelligence community. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But like that would, well, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. But still, it doesn't seem like indie to me. Like he doesn't seem like a famous last words kind of guy. Right. I mean, yeah. he did, it, to be fair, he did have, if they were his last words, they were incredible. If you want to talk to God, let's go talk to him together. I got nothing better to do. It's one of the best lines in the mm-hmm. movie. And that's in his mind at that moment, those are his defiant that's last true. words. That's, that's true. true. God, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it so if is. you can't top that, don't ask Indiana Jones a question that he has a lame answer for. <laughs> so what his, he does have an answer here. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's it's odd. He says, I like Ike. It just, I mean, to my knowledge, it's just like a, you know, 50s Eisenhower era catchphrase. Like, you know, he's kind of saying like up with America or something or, you know, USA. I like Ike. Maybe. I don't, but the, the I like Ike thing came in in the really early 50s because hmm. it was kind of the first, uh, this marketing guy came up with this slogan because both parties were trying to draft eisenhower to run for president with their oh really and so this guy put together like a grassroots movement and he had a song and he had a like these commercials and he was trying to get people to you know everyone said i like ike because they wanted him to say okay okay i'll run and it ended up working i think it's the only time that ever worked Hmm. but it seems like by the time 1957 comes around that's like bart simpson saying don't have a cow man like you're cowabunga (laughs) like it seems like it's kind of tired like for his <laughs> last words i mean it sounds tired in 2008 you know <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't know. know it's just it's a gratuitous 50s reference here yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i like the big bopper <laughs> it just i mean it falls completely flat it's really rough yeah. i don't like it and the music even does a little like build and then pause to like uh, i like ike Hmm. <laughs> does does indy know you know where he says you got it pal and he drops his gun does he know the gun is going to discharge oh yeah well before that uh, dovchenko's yeah. weird english where he says 
put down gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moose and squirrel. <laughs> I've, <laughs> if, if, what was the way? if he dies, he dies. Whatever <laughs> 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 I'm Rocky for. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, to answer your question, Jerry, I think he does know because he looks right at the guy whose foot's about to get shot right before he drops the gun. Yeah. He, he lives in a world of yeah. movie physics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 The gun has a side. Do not drop on this side. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> yeah. Warning. Danger of toe shot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't, I, I know it, it's, it's probably become quite evident in these podcasts, I know very, very little about guns. Mm-hmm. Can you set a gun so that when you drop it, it will go off? Or is that, I wonder if that's rare to when you drop a gun, it will go off. Without looking, I can tell you there's an entire TV tropes page about that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that like never happens. Really? Really? <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. Okay. So I, I know nothing about them either. And I was going to say, well, I would think that if it's cocked and ready to fire, then yeah, dropping it would, jar things and make it fire but i mean that that's basically his that's his move it's his distraction move yeah yeah he's Mm -hmm. not dropping the gun to be taken prisoner or killed or anything he's right he's gonna shoot that guy's foot this is i can't shoot the guy point blank just right now so if i Mm -hmm. drop it it'll buy me literally one second yeah i'll be honest though that to me this might be the most viscerally violent part of any of these movies. Like just imagining your toe getting shot head on like that. <laughs> that just seems really, that is really rough. Like rip my heart out, Mola Rob. I'd rather that than like <laughs> shot at me. You might be safe with those spacer things you were talking about the, the other minute. No, thing. He doesn't need a spacer the, anymore. He's got like a Yeah, he doesn't need a spacer now. anymore. The weird the weirdest thing is when he does that, he you know, he at set at second 26 it's like the gun goes off it shoots you know the big bad you know russian in the toe he kind of hops around and there's the weirdest shot of indy's face where he looks completely lost in old person reverie and he's just like you know is it safe to go Am I wearing Depends? Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it's really odd. Do you He's see, standing look perfectly at it. still for a second. Well, all this yeah, him going on. All this and and he, yeah, he's standing perfectly still, thinking about something <laughs> or being. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, maybe just letting it go. Who raspberry is. jam? Oh, there it is. <laughs> no, so long UTI infection. And he's I just shot like, that man in the foot. <laughs> Yeah, and then he takes off. Yeah. yeah. But it's a really strange shot. That is weird. Yeah, he is completely lost in Because he's completely in control so much that he's going to drop a gun with a you got it, pal, John Wayne style. <laughs> and yeah. then he knows the gun's gonna shoot the shoot the guy in the toe. Mm-hmm. And then he completely forgets everything. <laughs> he's like totally blank faced for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Indy. He's just like, oh, now what was I doing? Give oh, me a minute, fellas. I think, yeah, is the, is the microwave, is, is it a one for power 10? <laughs> do I need to pre bake on the taquitos? <laughs> I do have to say, though, immediately after that, with the uh, the Raiders theme under a lot of like kind of poppy, squishy sounding gunshots, uh, it's very, uh, it's very Raiders y. Yeah, I yeah. like the same thing. Yeah. 
It's it's fun. Like it's just this minute is fun. Like it's yeah. very kinetic. It moves fast. Although, are the Russians worse shots than than the stormtroopers? They are not good shots. Yeah, they, they're like they... two feet away from a, a sixty year old man very slowly climbing up a crate, and <laughs> yeah. their shots aren't anywhere close to him. Yeah. Do we blame the magic magnetism? I think that stopped. A few <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh my right? gosh! Yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. They got him dead in their sights, but the bullets are all kind of drifting to the side. (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. Wow. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) They should have a magnet issue in every scene like that with stormtroopers or Nazis or anybody just to explain why the hero is fine. Um, Um, Oh, you said I'm first. No, we're we're on the same um. We're on the same um. I love, 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 love this whole little indie thing. He, you know, scrambles up the crates and the bullwhip comes out. It's God, it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully done. It's a great stunt. You're like, oh my God, dun dun dun. dun. It's just, I'm, I'm full on. And then, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah what? what do you mean what? What's like he, matter, he swings. He's about to get on the back of the truck. Yeah. And the bullwhip doesn't make it all the way. And it like he goes, and it's like that's funny. That to me, that's pure random classic indie. Yeah, I'm losing my uh, Tom Relibrium right now because I think that's funny and fine. (laughs) Wow, the intention of that joke, and I think it, uh, I think it works. I, I like it's fine that it's too short, and I like that. But then he lands right in the middle of the truck. And it turns into one banana, two banana, three banana, four. No, to me, that's that that truck scene also seems straight out of Raiders. Like that could now, be I, like he lands and he sits for like six or eight seconds, and he's like, "Damn!" Now, did I leave the dryer on? <laughs> I'm, now, which one of you should I punch first? Yeah, literally. Which Hold one? Still. And it's just. It gets really, really like Hanna Barbera, goofy, silly for me. I'm sorry. Turned way banana splits, like boop, boop, boop. <laughs> the only part of that I mean, whole sequence does. that I'll give you that about is the the sound that he makes when he's swinging backwards is kind of <laughs> like it's, it doesn't sound a thing like yeah. Indiana Jones. No, I I don't have a problem that the bullwhip doesn't make it, and he actually crash lands pretty violently into the truck. Yeah, and, and you're like, funny. wow, he you're says, setting this up. And he says, "Damn, I thought I was closer." That's yeah. a pure classic indie line. That's you know what that's like. That's like knocking out a Nazi for his uniform and is too small. Yeah. Yes, but think about that. When he does that, it's completely different. He actually how? takes the na- how the Nazis yelling at him, and he starts <laughs> combing his hair, and he's distracted. And he doesn't sit there and give the line like he doesn't give that Nazi like a full on joke. Like he looks directly at us and says, I thought that was closer. (laughs) And then he's like, let me cock my elbow back. And that's what's wildly different about that Nazi scene. He like he hits that Nazi like while he's combing his hair and he's getting yelled at. And it's a complete surprise. He hits it. He like knees him in the rucksack. When the the, the guy when the guy falls off of the ladder in Raiders during the truck trace truck chase. And he lands on the windshield. There's the exact same moment where they're both surprised. Like Indy's surprised looking at him and he's surprised looking in and they both chuckle at each other. 
And it's the exact same thing. Yeah, and but I, I did go down saying that that's one of the goofiest moments in the entire movie. I think even I said that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, I said, <laughs> and I said the way he punches him, and the guy goes woo off the cliff. It was, it was also the dirtiest, darkest. Yeah, yeah, one of the darkest I, moments in the movie. Yeah. But this is, I mean, look, if I'm outnumbered, it's okay. If, this, if that if that scene if that moment with him sitting between the two guys went on one second longer i'd kind of agree with you but i actually think the timing is fine that he's like amazed and mutters to himself and then punches the guys i think it works out okay yeah i think it's beautiful Josh, i think, what, think if, if, if if he had no line at all and he landed and he crashed on a dude and then he punched another dude that would be fine they're doing you know what they're doing the they're doing the they're doing the pilot in the tunnel of last <laughs> that that is what they're doing here yeah, and if that's bit. what yeah that's what they're doing yeah, i don't even mind too. that the bullwhip doesn't make it all the way except i mean i get what they're saying they're like oh my god it's so close but he's an old man now he misjudged it. he's he's nearsighted get it he's old and nearsighted and you're like sure that is that's kind of cool so what's he oh, gonna do get, I, I don't need i, I, I don't even I take that as like an old thing yeah, I take I it as either. like this is bound to happen. Like you know, you can't just be running and I, the thing did, and then we just the truck we, and... did the guy just pull the gun over to Mac with his bullwhip? The dude's <laughs> killing it with a bullwhip. He's <laughs> killing it with a bullwhip. He does not make mistakes with the bullwhip. Mm, I, I, I like to see him it. make a mistake with it. I, I like that he makes a mistake. With okay. It. Okay. I Sit down. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I would like to. I would like to hear your thoughts too, Josh. Especially, yeah. is this a is this a realistic? use of the bullwhip oh my uh well i so first off i (laughs) i I enjoyed it i thought the callbacks to some of the humor in the truck chase as mentioned including um when he's fighting with the i I can't remember what you you all called him the the dad driver oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. um but in terms of the uh throwing the whip and swinging on it um I think people have pointed out on the internets that uh, it's vaguely plausible that you can crack a whip, get it to wrap tightly enough, and then have it hold your weight if you're extremely lucky and don't care about the whip. Um, (laughs) But uh, they're not designed to hold the weight of a human. Um, Other entertaining things, yeah, uh, other entertaining things here is if you look at the last minute, um, you can see Indy holding the whip, and you can sort of see the length of it. It's, it's as tall as he is, plus a few feet here and a few feet there, and it's a 10-foot bullwhip. You measure a bullwhip from uh-huh. the end of the handle all the way through the length of the handle and what's called the thong, which is the braided part of the whip, to the end. And then there's two more parts, a fall and a popper, that add you know, two or three more feet on the end of it. So he's got a 10-foot bullwhip. Um, but if you look at how he's swinging, that's much longer than 10 feet. And yeah, yeah uh, it... Mm. It's actually filmed in a slightly less egregious way than Temple of Doom. There's a scene in Temple of Doom where he's swinging um, first when he's first entering the temple and he um, Uh whips, uh, I think, Mm. an elephant trunk and swings. And they cut back from a short shot of him throwing the whip with probably uh, an eight foot whip to him swinging. And the whip is suddenly 20 feet long. It's like he's swinging on a Tarzan (laughs) vine. And the same thing happens here. Yeah. And the way they did it okay. is they they made special whips for those scenes where they would braid a whip over a steel uh, a steel cable as the core, so that they could fix it. Huh. Um, I, I don't know what other special effects they used in this one, but they made special whips like that for both Temple of Doom and for this movie. 
Now, does the fact that he's swinging from a lamp, like the hanging lamp, does that does that mitigate that at all? Like, maybe it is not quite as long as it seems, because part of that length is the the lamp or something. I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked in. I, I haven't done the, the full detailed analysis. I'm sure someone out there on the internet has done the frame by frame. But yeah, <laughs> I will say I think it's a testament to how well these, how much, how well Steven Spielberg paces action that. This isn't. This has never occurred to me until you brought this up, Josh. Like I never even thought about the whip being different <laughs> yeah, lengths. Yeah, they use yeah. they use different lengths for like street fighting scenes where it'll just be six feet, and then it'll be a much longer whip when it's hanging on his belt, so it looks more dramatic. Um, yeah, uh, the things you notice when wow. you've been playing with them for a while. Like, like this, <laughs> this scene, you can also see the whip really well and see that it's very different in style from the whips that he used in the previous three movies. Um. Huh. It's got so? it's got um, to my untrained eye. It's it's much darker. Um, the the body of the whip is also much thicker, and the knots are much squarer. And apparently, it was an Anthony Delonge's okay. thing where the what's called the wrist loop, although you never put your wrist through it, has a knot tied in it, and that's apparently a, an Anthony Delonge's um, signature thing. Anthony was his trainer huh. for this. Huh. It just huh. gets the. Now you said that they're not. They're not meant to or not able to hold a human's weight. What are they actually, what's, what's a typical bullwhip actually made out of? So they're, um, the good ones are, or the, the, the preferred material is actually kangaroo hide. And, oh, wow. yeah. and so the whips wow. here and in most of the indie movies would have been made out of kangaroo hide. Um, there's a little uncertainty about the ones that were used in Raiders because there was an embargo on exotic animal product exports and imports um, in the hmm. 70s. Uh, so it's possible that the person who made them for the first several movies, David Morgan, um, just had off-the-shelf ones made out of a uh, young cowhide called Kip. And um, mm. you can make whips. Again, kangaroo is the preferred material because it's very strong. Um, the whip doesn't get looser and looser quite as quickly over time as other materials. But they can also be made out of nylon. They can be made out of... Uh, actually, for training, we've just recently picked up one that was just cast out of rubber. It's not a great whip, but... It didn't require a <laughs> wow. ton of manual labor to braid it, um, which really reduces the cost. So it might be a good thing for beginners. Hmm. Cool. That's it, weird. It, it's funny. Like I never considered like that. He's got this, this Australian weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made of kangaroo hide. He's international. So did, but the, the cowboy, like the, the cowboys, well, that wouldn't that wouldn't I mean, have did been. Did the bull whip come out of Australia, no. or were there whips? So I I am by no means an expert on the history of it, but you know the cowboys, um, it would just would have been uh, cow leather, um, and okay. I've got a few whips that are I have just because they're just beautiful. They're like Mexican tourist whips, but you know you let anything age uh-huh. for fifty years, <laughs> and it starts to look really gorgeous and has a nice patina on it. Yeah. Mm. People have been making whips for thousands of years, so they'll make them out of practically any material. Huh. Basically, just requires a taper. Would they have? Would they have had access in the '30s to kangaroo hide? I have no idea. Like that... I doubt it. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the the, the fictional history of, of the whips might be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. We we see him pick up the pick up his first whip in Last Crusade and. Um, when it's with, oh, yeah. with the lion tamer or the, the lion tamer. Oh whip. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And again, that's the thing yeah. where you'd use it to make noise, not hit the animal. Uh-huh. Um, 
Uh-huh. And he's doing all the wrong things. He's correctly doing all the wrong things when he's cracking it there, or he's pulling it towards himself and giving <laughs> oh, yeah. himself that scar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. His Not first wearing eye protection. <laughs> uh, we we kind of sped past it, um, talking about this whole sequence as a whole, but the, the shot of him running along the top and then as he's running, like whipping the lamp and then swinging right off the thing is really, really cool. It looks yeah. incredibly fun, and it's it's very uh it's very Spider Man. It's like he's it's like he's just it running, is. and he, yeah. he shoots out the whip, and he just keeps swinging, and and it's very cool. And it it's a great like shot because the camera it's one shot when he goes yeah. up the crates and across the cra- top of the crates, and then when he whips onto the lamp, it's all one long shot. Yeah, and you're, so you're like, is none of that Harrison Ford? Or did they like switch it somehow, like in mid shot, or yeah? Because I don't yeah, see Harrison don't Ford just swinging off a thing. The point that he you know, whips onto the lamp. I mean, it's seamless. Yeah. It just is incredible. I love this scene. Mm-hmm. Just well, the, not the very end of that little thing. Okay. Okay. Well, apparently the studio was adamant that they used CGI whips in this movie because oh. they were worried about Harrison Ford hurting himself. Oh, really? And he absolutely refused. He said, no, I'm, I'm using an actual whip. Yeah. God, that would have been horrible. <laughs> especially yeah the way some of the effects turned out in this movie yeah. Yeah, but, i mean you could you could see though if you're like studio brass and you want to protect you know your star mm-hmm. i can understand i guess their point but yeah i think it's good that harrison ford stood up to do the actual whip is it safe to say though josh that if you're at all experienced with a bullwhip and you're using it the right way and you know what you're doing you're really not going to hurt yourself yep i mean okay random things can always happen but yeah, if you're assuming you know what you're doing, the whip is moving away from you, um, especially with the, the cracks that. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, you can if you're doing routines like um, in Raiders when um, Indy's doing the in Cairo and he's trying to just scare the crowd mm-hmm. away from him. He's doing a whole bunch of cracks where he cracks it forward and then pulls the whip back towards himself to crack again. And even there, the whip is not moving very quickly when it's coming towards him. So. Uh, that's if you're doing fast routines where you're doing multiple cracks in front of you and behind you, then that's where like, yes, you will be wearing eye protection. Um, and I can see a studio <laughs> getting nervous there. Um, but for the stuff hmm. Indy's doing here, at least on his, on his own, uh, I don't know what, how his targeting skills are um, when he's whipping towards somebody to grab their gun. Um, the person throwing oh, the right. whip will be fine. And I, I think I seem to recall Indy did, or Harrison Ford did a, like some, morning talk show uh, around the time crystal skull came out and they were asking about his whip throwing and he did some whip tricks so, you know, gentle like oh, sidearm right. crack oh, knocking wow. something off a table demos really wow wow so he knows the stuff killed a camera yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> do you uh josh do you ever uh, other than you know just for funning do you ever use the whip practically in your life nope no, it is purely a... I got a beer from the fridge. Would, would you like to? <laughs> well, if, it's like anything, no. you know, I think uh, people probably, you know, they take their first karate class and they're like, I'm going to beat somebody up with it. It's like, I could do so right. much with it. No, it is a completely impractical tool <laughs> for nearly everything. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, people can find creative uses for anything, but I'm, uh, I'm just into the showing off. Um, 
there are folks that are very into like whip, whip cracking routines. If you um, hop on hop on the internet, uh, Australian whip crackers will use a different kind of whip called a stock whip that is a much longer handle, and they'll often have one whip in each hand, and they'll be doing very intricate cracking routines, and it's almost like they're playing music um, or drumming wow. actually, because um, it's a very percussion percussive yeah. sound. Um, wow. But I'm you know, I'm totally a, a indie wannabe fanboy so i'm i'm out in the park uh working on <laughs> that's what you're doing here yeah, working on some uh working on targeting and wraps and just being able to make the whip do one thing followed by another thing followed by another thing or teaching others how to do it cool and i have to say when you when i was out there with you and if, if you ever have a chance to see a bull whip live the sound it makes is just so visceral. It, you mm. don't get that feeling when you watch it on a movie, but when you hear that sound in real life, it really like hits you right in the gut. Yeah, actually, this minute, I would think so. This minute, uh, when he's cracking the whip to do the jump, they've got the foley, and I'm, I'm not sure the timing is right, but in these movies, the the foley for the whip is often this whoosh wind up, and then a whoosh forward followed by a crack, and that's legit. That's how it sounds. Hmm. Um, I mean, mm. if you're using a, a longer, heavier whip, it's it's much more noticeable. Uh-huh. Uh, this isn't like punches. The, the the whip sounds actually are pretty accurate. Cool. Now, I have to ask, because I'm a nerd and I, I like derailing things, but would you uh, have you ever had the chance to um, analyze uh, Mark Mothersbaugh use of the whip in the Whip It video <laughs> by Devo? <laughs> I have not. All right. Well, next time. It look, you know, it's really weird. He cracks that. He cracks that whip. He and does then crack like that the, whip. Like the the blouse flies off. Yeah. And you like, don't have to that... tell me, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> it's interesting when when Indy whips the lamp, the light fixture. The light is not leaning towards the alien. Yeah, none of those lights. The are. magnetism. Of, they, yeah, they're all just back to. They open the box. They forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, they avoided. <laughs> yeah. it. it's not. It's not mint in the box it. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, picky thing. How does the uh, how does the how does the whip let go when he's when he's swinging back? Well, that's one of the problems with these yeah, sorts of I ideas. Too. Whether when you're wrapping something. Oh I mean, yeah, you made it sound like it should never have held on in the first place. Well, there's the holding on. Not necessarily a problem. Uh, there's the car- holding your weight. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But then there's the unwrapping it. <laughs> and of course, in, uh, in with movie physics, it always unwraps immediately. It holds on just as long as you want it to hold on. And then let's yeah. go um, as soon as you want it to. Uh, one of the things we do when we are out practicing in the park is we'll have wrap targets. And this is like a, a cardboard tube. And you can whip and the end of the whip curls very nicely around the end of the tube. And, you know, half the time you can just wiggle the whip and it drops off. The other half of the time you're like, ah, and you stomp over and you untie it. <laughs> <laughs> Things that happen in real life, but not the movies. Yeah. yeah if you watch in, you know, in uh, right around second 47, he does a, a weird little pull down yank on the whip. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, as if that's supposed to perfectly unwind it, I guess. Right. Which, which is pretty incredible that they said. I mean, at least he makes the motion that if you're uh, not a bullwhip enthusiast, you go, oh, that's how he did it. Yeah. 
He does the disengage <laughs> yeah. flick. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the disengage flick, <laughs> this just in from Professor Christy Porter. Um, Dovchenko. What's his name? Dovchenko. Dovchenko. Okay. He's played by, oh boy. He's played by uh, Igor Shishinkin, who was a circus performer and uh, I guess wound up in Las Vegas, but was also the face of the video game Red Alert. Um, hmm. Wow. What video game or product would you be the face of? <laughs> Tommy? God. <laughs> Uh, Video gamer product? Would you be the face of? Uh, let's just say Cubert. <laughs> Slap my face on the side of a Cubert cabinet. <laughs> Pete, what would you what would you sell? Maybe like Burger Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Josh? Uh, we're going old school with these. Um, I'll confess. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one, but in the early 2000s, I played a lot of a game called Snood. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. a Snood fan. Forgot about that for 20 years and just watched a review of it again. And <laughs> yeah, kind of addicted to it again. <laughs> I probably, yeah, I, uh, probably, I feel like a mouse detective. Mappy. Oh, sure. Yeah. You'd be proud to be on the side of Mappy. <laughs> yeah, I would be. <laughs> Something I don't know I if I've actually played Burger Time. I just am really hungry, and a hamburger sounds really oh, good. Oh, it does sound good. Even like a <laughs> fake 8-bit hamburger sounds really good. <laughs> Was that what you had to like do it really fast, right? Like you had to keep up with customers' orders? No, no, no. You're Are thinking you're... a tapper. Oh, that I That does sound tapper. like tapper. You're like making yeah. the no. burgers, though, aren't you? Aren't you like... Or you're collecting In the burger ingredients time for a when burger? you walk. Oh, how could you, you guys? <laughs> no, you walk across oh, the bun and the bun a drops burger? a level. The whole point is you make the burgers with, and there's each sort of condiment or level of the burger. You know, you have to walk across them, and then the bun will fall on the lettuce, and then you have to walk across that, and it falls on the tomato, and then you walk across that, and it falls on the burger. Like you have to build the burger by kind of walking yeah. across the. The bridge I, I don't, of condiments. I don't want to lend my name to that kind of lack of hygiene with food preparation. So I'm taking that one back. I would just like to say, I said that in Burger Time, you make the burger, and Jer acted like I was crazy, and then he described yeah. the game in which you make a burger. I mean, you went into <laughs> well, a lot more was... detail. I was clearly missing the point that you have to go like level by level and do it in the right order and stuff, but you're making a burger. But you're not making yeah, it for true. customers. You're making it so you can run away from... right. Uh, eggs True. and sausages. True. Oh no, Pete's insane. Pete was thinking about Tapper. He's yeah, out of his mind. I was thinking of Tapper. <laughs> I yeah. never thought you were making it for customers. High concept games from the early eighties. All right, we're gonna let everybody off the hook by going to bed. Um, everyone, have a beautiful weekend. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything that you yeah. uh, want to leave the people with? Well, thanks for having me. Um, well, first off, I'll, I'll plug again, uh, same as last minute, that if you're in the Bay Area and would like to try cracking a whip, um, go to sfwhips.com. And we've got a schedule and location on there. 
Um, at this point, we're only getting together about once a month, but you can uh, join a mailing list and get in touch. And uh, everyone's welcome. Uh, no experience necessary, no materials necessary. Come in and we'll get you making miniature sonic booms in 15 <laughs> minutes or less. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. Other thing I wanted to plug is, uh, first off, thanks to the Indiana Jones Minute crew for covering um, one of the young Indiana Jones episodes. Oh, sure. What actually got me into whip cracking was uh, in the, around the time Crystal Skull came out, I was like, oh, hey, Indiana Jones, that's a, that's a thing. I used to be into, I used to listen to these soundtracks from young Indiana Jones uh, when I was going to school and I had the CDs and, um, so hopped online and started looking for, are there websites about Indiana Jones and were any more CDs that, that came out and I fell into the, the whip cracking rabbit hole, but also, <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the music from the young Indiana Jones series. So if you want to know more about the music, you can go to a site I put together called young Indiana Jones music.com. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So you just sort of like curate stuff yeah. there and, uh, talk about where it came there from. were um four soundtrack releases in the 90s um so not a lot of the music because there were 22 episodes mm. chapters the, the, the numbering gets that gets complicated um but it turns out a bunch of the video games uh, like lego indiana jones used music from young indie that hadn't been released oh, wow. so wow. we've been able to sort of piece together partial soundtracks and especially some of the better episodes um one that uh, I'd recommend you cover is Attack of the Hawkmen. And it has an absolutely wonderful soundtrack that's never been released. But hmm. if you know where to look on the various video games, you can piece together your own soundtrack <laughs> for it. Wow. That's very cool. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. It's, you're a music archaeologist in a way. Yeah, that's Finding the pieces cool. and putting them back together. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, well, speaking of uh, Young Indiana Jones, uh, as Josh mentioned, uh, we have a bonus show over on patreon.com slash Indiana Jones Minute. And uh, over there, you could, uh, for a low uh, recurring monthly fee, you can get uh, access to our bonus show, Anything Goes, in which we cover in a sort of long slash short form uh many other things like other uh steven spielberg movies uh other summer blockbusters uh and yes we've uh, done at least one young indiana jones episode and uh maybe we'll do more it sounds like josh uh, can steer us in the right direction which ones to uh, to cover um so join us over there and uh certainly please have a beautiful weekend and come back on monday for minute 16 of indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull here on the indiana jones minute <laughs> give the past a slip <laughs> that was burger time didn't it make that music that noise yeah i do remember that or was that domino man <laughs> oh maybe that was domino it's whatever man. was next to tron at army's arcade that's all i ever heard <laughs> Oh, how could you?